0: Welcome back to this episode of Drunk Bible Study Bonus Edition for episode 126, 2 Kings 6 through 8. Uh, So this episode was pretty much all about just miracles of Elisha and uh, just kind of cool stuff that he's doing, which uh, also was the theme of the last episode and a lot of the one before that. What I did find out in trying to look into this a little bit is that one thing is that while Elijah is considered the bigger deal, theologically, because he ascends into heaven without dying, and that's super cool.
1: And that's why he's the bigger deal? I guess so. one of the reasons. I guess so. It is cool.
0: And he was sort of the first of these awesome prophets since Moses back in the day, I guess. Yeah. Um I found some stuff kind of comparing him to Moses, talking about things like a lot of the miracles that he does being very similar to the stuff that Moses does, including even parting the waters of the river right at the end before he dies. Mm. So it seems like that's, you know, that's kind of a thing, kind of pointing out that he's sort of part of that line of succession of having cool powers. Um but that The justification that I found, which I'm like, you know, actually, this makes some sense, is that Elisha requested to have a double portion of Elijah's spirit when he died. Um, So
2: he was like, I want to be like you, but times two.
0: And so he does twice as many, quote, minor miracles. So like the big deal stuff's kind of the same, but he does a lot more flashy stuff because he's got that double portion.
2: Mm, now it all makes sense he's like the double stuff oreo but just like a a
1: little miracle mean even just making a kid get resurrected is that like a mini miracle miracle light well miracle whip
0: no i think that's a legit (laughs) miracle But I think the point is that he does that once and Elijah also did that once. Like he parted the water once, Elijah also parted the water once. Yeah. But then all these fun little things like curing leprosy and giving people leprosy and blinding armies. He's got axe heads, whatever. Okay. Yeah, he's got a double portion of those.
1: (laughs) Okay. That's fine. Good for him, I guess. (laughs) Interesting. So is that that's what you looked up? Stuff about Elijah. No, so actually, the
0: the stuff I tried to look up was about Elisha and the blinding the army. Mm. And I had a really hard time finding anything that wasn't just a sermon about it. Mm, Usually the theme of the sermon being about wanting God to open our eyes to what god does in the world and kind of treating it all very metaphorically Wanting and i'm us like,
2: to do a conga line right as it were
0: but okay
1: it's time for you to conga <laughs> in, in trying you to do the conga
0: <laughs> in trying to find this i did find on this website i think i've used them before on this show but it's called uh, free sunday school curriculum dot, oh, dot com. i like they, that yeah um they couldn't even get their own domain i guess it's free so there you go But they have a PDF of how to teach this to your little kids in your Sunday school class.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. And?
0: So first, it's the story itself. You read them the story. And then you have some questions, just kind of the like, what, you know, what happened, right? Like the the elementary school book report style questions, right? Like, who kept telling the king of Israel where the enemies were? Stuff like that. Like, were you paying attention, little kids? (laughs) And then, this is interesting. They have a memory verse that's part of this lesson and the memory verse is from luke so entirely
2: oh i'm not
1: surprised at all separate from the story at all luke is in in the new testament, new testament? one of the gospels okay. yeah yes
0: so new hope as the, it were yeah <laughs> The 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 verse from luke a new hope chapter six verse 27 is but i tell you hear me colon love your enemies do good to those who hate you
1: I see because of the fact that, that he lets he them fed go them and lets yeah. them go yes yeah that, that was nice in uh, surprising as we said surprising that he did that mm-hmm. but nice Gosh, that he did that. I was always
2: so annoyed whenever I had to memorize Bible verses I had to do that all the time mm-hmm. I feel up like in Christian school that's a thing like in
1: movies you know for he who whatever, oh, when someone just whips out a Bible verse yeah, John verse 30 and yeah, totally. John 2 verse 30 I don't
0: know yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yeah yeah actually it's funny because my costume for our Halloween episode is John Travolta from Pulp Fiction yes and Pulp Fiction has that whole thing with the Bible verse that it's uh, not
2: an actual Bible verse though is the thing
0: it's a huh. mis- it's, misquoting it's a misquoted a, Bible verse a yeah. Bible Quentin
1: verse. gracious oh uh, I think it's <laughs>
0: intentional actually that oh is
1: it that he's okay
0: well, I mean, if you think about our two main characters, now this is becoming a drunk Pulp Fiction study, but if yes. you think about our two main characters, we're introduced to Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta, who are these hitmen, but are also like a little bit doofus Yeah. Right? Like Samuel L. Jackson keeps misquoting the Bible, and John Travolta in the first scene has his whole thing about like, you know, in Paris, they don't call a quarter pounder with cheese a quarter pounder with cheese. It's like because you know they have the metric systems. They don't know what the f- a quarter pound. Uh, whoops. Because they have the <laughs> metric. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because you know, they have the metric if, system, they don't know what yourself. the what the heck a quarter yeah, pound is. Yeah, Tarantino
2: movies on a podcast where we're not supposed to drop the f bomb is maybe yeah, that's a
0: that's yeah. a problem. Yeah, yeah.
1: A little challenging, right? Yeah. It's the
0: whole Royale with cheese thing, right? So we're kind of painting them to be a little bit like they think they're a lot smarter than they are. Maybe I see. So I yeah, it, I think it kind of fits. Anyway, okay. to come back to this Sunday school lesson here, the craft activity is making <laughs>
1: You know, the craft activity, like you know, obviously. Obviously, for the kids. yes.
0: <laughs> okay. So you you have make them a conga all line. make you have them all make little swords and shields out of cardboard and then you okay. line them up and you do a conga line. And they what, have, really? They Seriously? Have, a picture here what
2: what real wait hold on wait you're not you're not joking right now
0: so okay i'm extrapolating a little bit here so there's there's a sword and shield pattern that you print out and the little kids make them but right on the page across from that on the pdf there's this picture of three soldiers with spears and armor with their eyes closed, with their hands on the shoulder of the person in front of them, exactly <gasps> I call like that it. occurred It's like a
1: trust it's like a trust exercise
0: <laughs> and then at the front of the line is the Elisha oh. with you know with the last hand on his shoulder in the front, and he's looking at the camera at like the picture, kind of like, "Eh, eh, <laughs> see what I'm doing here." <laughs> Is that
1: supposed to be the Sunday school teacher who is playing the part of Elisha? And
2: you like lead the kids around? I don't know if you're
0: actually, it doesn't say specifically to do that activity, but the fact that you have that picture there and then you have this exercise of making swords and shields, (laughs) come on. What does that My teach goodness.
1: you about the Bible?
2: I was going to say, what's the lesson we're supposed yeah, to draw from this? Oh, it's right. be nice to your enemies. That's right. That's what it is.
0: Right. But the, so it's this picture of Elisha shield. smiling at the camera, as it were, leading these enemies. And the caption at the bottom says, Elisha leads the enemy right into the Israelites' hands. I'm wow like, he is but he's like smiling about he it did,
1: though yeah he's like look at how cunning i am goodness
0: uh, i'll have to post a picture of that in the in the facebook yeah, group because that's, that's pretty, pretty good funny. wow, wow. <laughs> all right what do you got
1: i uh, i okay uh, i'll talk about cannibalism and children it, this is a, good, yeah good, good. yeah you know some fun stuff so i looked at two different things uh bibbleword.net it doesn't have the E on the end. Oh, so it really oh. is Bibble word. <laughs> Bibble word <laughs> and uh, the Torah.com. So, okay. yeah, it says parents eating their children, the Torah's curse and its undertones in medieval interpretation. So essentially, yes, as we said, uh, apparently also in Leviticus and Deuteronomy, um, they talked about eating babies. Hmm. So it was mm-hmm. in both. Gotcha. In both, really?
0: I thought it was just Deuteronomy. Okay, cool. No, I guess, yeah, in both,
1: in Leviticus. Yeah, what does this say? Okay, Leviticus 26, 9. I will look with you, with favor upon you and make you fertile and multiply you, and I will maintain my covenant with you. And then it says, conversely, if the Israelites disobey, God will punish them with terrible curses, including the death of their own children. I will loose wild beasts against you, and they shall bereave you of your children. Gosh! But the most terrible instantia- instantiation—I've been drinking—the most <laughs> terrible instantiation of the curse of child death comes in verse 29, where the parents themselves eat their children. Yeah. Leviticus 26:29: "You shall eat the flesh of your sons and the flesh of your daughters."
0: But the best part makes, is when it says, "But you won't share it with your neighbor." That was that's, the most well, like
1: what? Yes. <laughs> Deuteronomy makes the same threat, but much more graphically. You shall eat your own issue, the flesh of your sons and daughters yeah. that Yahweh your God has assigned to you, because of desperate straits to which your enemy shall reduce you.
2: Great.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. Great. Yeah, wow. So Good. it does talk about it in here a lot, which I get because it, they, it basically goes on to discuss the fact that children are both like the best parts. They can be, you know, the the most... The biggest blessings of a person's life, but also if they get to a place of, you know, such need and such uh, depravity, I guess, through a varieties, variety of ways, then, then the, these kids are going to get eaten. Wow. They're going to get eaten by their parents. Whoa. And in, it, yeah, this uh, BibbleWord.net says, is 2 Kings 629 about cannibalism? <laughs> and it basically boils down to, uh, for lack of a better word, yes, it is about about cannibalism. In this chapter, there's a long list of curses for dis- – oh, no, this is Deuteronomy. Uh, yes, as you said earlier, Jace, in this chapter, there's a long list of curses for disobedience and eating's eating one's own children. It's listed in the verses – uh, deuteronomy 28 52 to 57 and it says that even the most tender and refined father and mother will be driven to this kind of behavior I which find is an your interesting name. choice of words even the yeah. most
0: tender baby yes, puts exactly. up real good.
1: <laughs> tender and refined but yeah and basically uh finally it talks about the fact that king jehoram Instead of helping this woman who's who's <laughs> pleading to him, right, right. he's like, uh, Elisha's the problem here. Elisha's the issue, and so we're going to kill him. Right. And it points out that the reason why he wants to kill Elisha is not entirely clear. He probably blames the prophet for bringing all this misery over his people, but he doesn't realize that it's his own disobedience that is to be blamed.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> well, so boy, oh boy. Is.
1: basically cannibalism is mentioned in the bible and i didn't realize that it was a warning by moses so that if the people of israel would turn their backs on god things would get so bad that eventually
0: people would eat their own children yeah. right yeah but yeah. that, that was yahweh's warning it was through moses though i forgot that part yeah
1: yeah i, I didn't mm. remember that either so wow yeah um I, again as as my mother pointed out in the chat when we were doing our live episode, I don't know how you teach this to Sunday school kids. And I'm assuming you don't. You I never learned don't. about baby
2: eating in yeah. Sunday school. So instead
1: yeah, you
0: so. do you make
2: crafts. Little paper. Yeah. little crafts <laughs> where you make <laughs>
1: yeah. swords and shields. Yeah. And then you do a conga line while you're marching to your presumed death with Elisha. <laughs> yes, right. Exactly. Fun. But
0: you're actually just going to eat and drink. It's going to be fine.
1: Yeah, I guess you're right.
2: Okay, can I talk to you about this floating axe head that the entire internet is raving about?
0: <laughs> oh, really? Is this this one's they been are. blown up?
2: Okay, I will say Why? Why? I, I'm quite surprised compared to some of the stuff that I've had to look up for this show. That a lot of people are talking about this axe head that, wow. that wow. keeps okay. floating up, like. And I think the reason why is because this story just kind of comes out of nowhere and mm-hmm. doesn't have really an explanation attached to it or an interpretation. And so everyone wants to attach their interpretation. So again, like I you were see. saying, Jace, it's like there's a lot of stuff that's basically sermons of how we should interpret this story. Right. Um, but the funny thing is that it's the interpretations are all over the map. Like I feel like there's some Bible stories where where, you know, whatever, 50, 60, 70 years ago, there was an influential enough sermon or interpretation that stuck, and then every Christian has been repeating that since then, but here, it is really all over the maps. I mean, you know, I found one where they're like, the axe is this metaphor for, like, when you drop your axe head, it. it's like when you kind of fall off the wagon of Christianity, and
1: wow. and, but okay. it's fall like off the, the wagon of Christianity.
2: power that's borrowed, like, the axe was borrowed, and then you need to, like, recover it, and then mm, you'll recover okay. the power of the Holy Spirit, okay. so Like, you know, you need to make sure that you're not losing your axe head. Um, That's one interpretation. Another interpretation that I found was um, basically just that like God can do impossible things. You know, you think that, God, there's no way that the laws of physics will allow that ax head to come floating up, but it did. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to read you a direct quote. You don't see that man that walked out on your marriage with another woman ever coming back to you again.
1: Oh, my goodness.
2: (laughs) You can't fathom your financial disposition being resolved. You can't see how your mind that is tormented will be healed and regulated and basically just like watch God can do it, you know. So it's kind of a call to have faith. Wow. He'll be able to do it. Um, moving along, another one is yeah, again, kind of like ah, uh, you got off course because you dropped you dropped your axe and you need to put your faith back in God to get the axe head back. Um, but did, did you find say? any
0: articles that explained about the magnet? Just
2: hold on. <laughs> okay. I, no, I got I didn't get any magnet conspiracy theories. Unfortunately, uh, okay. uh, I found one person who wrote a blog post that was basically like, yeah, there's a story in the Bible and like. I found an axe head once in the woods and
1: just kind of like... <laughs> and you're like, cool story, bro.
2: Just okay. kind of like wandered wow. off into their own story about finding this rusty axe head. That's and amazing. Just really bending over backwards. The closest thing I found to anything remotely useful or insightful was from our favorite website, the Hermunix stack exchange Uh where someone posted saying, what's the point of this story? Is it saying Elisha can do magic that he'll go to great lengths to return a borrowed item? Like what's the deal? (laughs) And um, it's very important to him. Yeah. This person answered uh, with a lot of more information about like the Hebrew words behind what was going on in this story. Um, Classic. Yeah. Gives a little more context to explain that, uh, you know, the prophets came to Elisha and they're like, we're going to build this house. And Elisha really was not on board with it. Okay. Uh, so specifically, okay. you know, the, privates, the prophets say to Elisha, um, you know, let's go to the Jordan and let us collect logs there, one for each of us and build a place there for us to live. And Elisha responds, he answered, do so. In Hebrew, he answers with just this one word, Le- lechu, I think is what it what it is, uh, okay. which means, yeah, go. And also, I'm not going with you <laughs> is huh. the subtext of okay. do whatever Got the it. heck you want. Fine. Fine. That's fine. Do whatever fine. you want. See if um, I care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then one of them convinces him to go along. And apparently it's the same word. It's the same guy that dropped his axe. His axe eventually It's the same one who convinced him to go along. And
0: it just shows how much he came to love this dude or what?
2: Essentially that he's just like, yeah, you're right. It's not fair to punish you because I don't approve of this. So yes, I'll perform a miracle to return your axe. Um, Okay.
0: A minor miracle.
2: A minor miracle, you know. Um, so that's what we got. A lot of people who are, of course, making this connection of like, yeah, Elisha throws a stick in the water. Sticks are yes. made of wood. Wood was what they used to make the cross. So clearly, it's supposed to be about what? Jesus Christ and the cross. Th- that wait, came up multiple what? Times, so
0: actually. if Jesus weighs the same as a duck, as a duck,
1: <laughs> like- Exactly. then he'll float. Wait, what?
0: Right? Yeah, it's like. <laughs> Wow, that is wild. What that also is...
2: floats in water? Yes, yeah. So that's what I got for that story of axe
1: heads.
0: That was wow. I mean, yeah. yeah. All right, <laughs> I'm like speechless. I don't even know where to uh-huh. yes to go I'm without with speech.
2: Anyway, I cannot wait to see how many more minor miracles we're gonna pack into this one guy. I want to know if Elisha. Us.
1: Yeah, is he going to be in the whole dang Kings 2? The Return of the King?
2: We'll find out. Okay. We'll find out. Yeah. We will find out, and all y'all listening will find out along with us, and we'll see you next week.